Good morning, FFM. We are so excited to see each and every one of you uh, joining us this morning. We're giving everybody a little bit of time to, uh, to get logged on, to, to get signed in, uh, to get ready to go. We hope that you've had your energy drink this morning. Uh, Pastor Don's been walking around here with his energy drink, so we're stretched out. We're ready to go. We're excited uh, just to see uh, what God is going to do today as we've been talking so much. So much about rain, and here we have a wonderful rainy morning, and we believe God's going to continue to pour that out, continue to, to just give freely, and we're so excited about it, uh, what God is doing. We're so excited of just the energy that's beginning to build. Um, as yes, we are preparing uh, to get ready for in two weeks, on the 31st, uh, getting ready to, uh, to have um, a, a corporate service, actually two corporate services, who knows, maybe three, maybe four, I don't know, Don's going to preach until we tell him to stop, but we're going to make sure that we, uh, we are ready to just love on uh, each other as we get back together. So a couple of quick announcements like we always have, um, we want you to do one thing first. Uh, right away, and that is to join our evangelism team, and that is share the live stream. Please take a little bit of time. doesn't take long. If you're watching on BoxCast, if you're on YouTube, uh, jump over onto your Facebook page, or you know what? You take the link. Take the link off of uh, what, what you're watching on and share that out to your friends list. Uh, send it out as a text. Whatever you need to do, 
uh, to get it out there. Um, it, it will. When we get back together, we will take some time and we will show you what really happens uh, when there's 20 shares compared to when there's 100 shares compared to when there's 150 shares. And it just, it will blow your mind how many people we reach. Uh, when, when you guys help us out, when you guys jump on and you share it out there. And so if you could, take a little bit of time, share that out there. Um, let people know. They know what we're doing anyway this morning. Uh, just give them a quick little reminder on that. Uh, for our church members, we want to just remind you that you can do uh, your, your online giving, your online tithing through PushPay. Um, there's an app you can get on, you can get the app, or you can go um, through our website to get that. We have the link up on Facebook. We have... Um, we have, it on our, we have it on our website, we have it on the app, we have it on the Facebook, and yeah, I mean, you can get to it. I promise uh, you can find it. It's not that difficult to get to if you haven't utilized it. If you have any questions, you know, write in the comment section. We've got David Eckert back there on the comments. He's uh, watching for anything. So if, uh, if you have any questions on doing that, uh, you know, please hop on there. And if you're, if you're from another church and you're watching, we want to encourage you, please, as leadership, we know what your leaders are going through uh, right now, where it is difficult and we know that people are struggling, fi struggling financially, um, but, but understand, too, that they have concerns, same as you. So we're not asking you to give to us. We're asking you to go on and make sure that you're doing your tithing and your giving uh, to your home church. But we love having you. We love, love having you join us. And we just want to minister uh, to you and uh, provide to you in any way we can. Um, so we're, we're excited that, you're, uh, that you are with us this morning. And uh, same as always, sermon notes. Um, sermon notes are up on the, uh, the website. They're up on the, uh, the Facebook uh, the post. They're, uh, they're on our app. Um, our app, again, is the uh, you go to, to my church in your app store. You download that, and you're going to be able to, to get what you need to, to, to find out all the information. We're going to be sending out updates. We're going to be sending out messages. We're going to be giving you the information you need for the 31st uh, to come prepared. Uh, not come just prepared for church, but come prepared to serve each other, come prepared to minister to each other, and come prepared to make the experience as positive as we can for everybody that's going to be here. So uh, the, the big one, the quiz questions, this is one we always get excited about. I love reading these every week, seeing if I know them. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to go over the answers from the quiz week uh, from last week, which, uh, as you guys remember, was Mother's Day. So there, we, we put a couple of those questions in there. So let's go ahead and throw up that first question. So last week, the first question was, who did Abraham send to find Isaac a wife? And um, Breno's standing right here beside me. Breno, you want me to do this for you? You want to send me to go find you a wife? No, Breno's, Breno's laughing and hiding now. All right, hey, it was his oldest servant. I'm sure it was somebody who was trusted. It was somebody that they, they knew um, would find uh, the, what God had planned uh, for Isaac. So there's the first one. All right, from there, what catastrophe did Joseph predict by interpreting the Pharaoh's dream? And we thought two months of this has been bad, but we're talking a severe seven-year famine. A seven-year famine uh, is what the, uh, the dream was interpreted to be. And uh, the last question from last week, how did Moses' mother save him from the Egyptian soldiers? And that was put him in a basket in the river. Put him in a basket in the Nile River. All right, so our new ones. We're excited to put the new ones up. And, uh, you know, parents, please take some time. Do these with your kids. Um, you, we've got the hashtag listed right there. Um, if you want to send us a video of your, your kid answering, we'd, we'd love to see those. Uh, what did Esau receive in exchange for his birthright. 
And this is a great one as parents. This is a great one to, to discuss with your, uh, with your kids of, of the importance of the birthright and why this was such a big deal um, uh, on this answer. All right, the next one. What was the final plague that finally convinced Pharaoh to let the slaves go? And there were several uh, plagues before this, but what was the final one that finally uh, convinced Pharaoh? And which books of the Bible? So there's books. There's several of them. Which books of the Bible record uh, David's time as king? And you can, uh, again, if you want to just answer those right in the comment section, um, hashtag those on there. Uh, here in a little bit, we're going to be showing a hashtag video uh, from some of the photos that we've been getting. So uh, make sure that you're sending us those hashtag um, when you're posting online. Take uh, photos of yourself as you're... Uh, as you're watching, make sure to get your uh, wonderful faces in there, your family in there. Uh, we want to see you. We want to be excited about what you're doing and everything that's going on um, to, in being a part of this uh, time that we are we're spending together um, on live stream. Um, so again, as people are joining in and we're getting ready, uh, getting close to start, uh, we just want to remind you to, uh, to share the live stream uh, to make sure that... Uh, that you're getting it out there, getting it to everybody. And uh, before I forget, the one that all the kids have been waiting for, and we had, uh, we had a great time uh, last week as the, uh, the winner last week was Mr. Zeke, and uh, he, got, uh, he got his prize delivered to him, um, of course, in the, uh, the appropriate measures in place of delivering uh, his candy of choice. Uh, but what we have is, uh, for any of you who may be new, we have a kid's notes um, up, and we have it uh, posted with a link up on, the, up on the website, up on our uh, Facebook posts. And it's just, it's a great opportunity for you to sit with your kids during the sermon and to, uh, to go through the sermon notes and to have them fill it out. And they get to post about, you know, which songs we sang that they enjoyed the most and uh, prayer requests that they may have. And there's a lot of them right now. And we get just some incredibly powerful prayer requests that come in. Um, and, and that's another thing I want to remind everybody on, on our app, if you have any prayer requests that you would like our team to be praying for, um, we take them very seriously. We get them. They're emailed directly to the prayer team. Um, if you go on the app and you have a prayer request, please go on, fill that out. Um, and then for the kids' notes, you're also filling in as Don's preaching. And uh, you can fill that out. You submit it. And then every week we do like we do in our regular church service where we select a winner. And so I uh, need a drum roll back there in the back from Mr. Johnny. Uh, who just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Johnny. Drum roll for our winner this week is Cohen Longacre. Cohen Long, congratulations. Round of applause, come on. Ra round of applause, come on. There we go. We can hear you guys. Uh, Cohen, congratulations. Uh, make sure uh, that, one of you, uh, that, that you get on and you comment um, or you contact Pastor Don and you let, uh, let him know what it is you would like and um, he'll work out the details with you uh, to drop off uh, your candy of choice. Again, what? He might eat it? Oh, oh you might need directions. All right, get, he's going get to with, get with him, get all the information. Make sure, uh, make sure you get it. Otherwise, he's going to keep it. So uh, get him the directions, um, and then he'll set up to make sure that everybody is comfortable. It'll be dropped off uh, in the appropriate manner. We, we're always looking to honor and respect uh, the the things that have been laid out for us uh, during this time, and and we are we're excited. We're excited um, as we're as we're now ready as we're we're getting close and ready to start here. Um, the excitement that just is beginning to build. 
And I want you to know, I want you to prepare yourself as, uh, as you're getting ready for in two weeks to be back in this place. I want you to know there's a new wine in this place. There's, there's something new. And we're not looking forward to going back and doing the same thing that we had done before. We're looking forward to seeing what God has been doing throughout this entire time. And we're looking at going forward and we're looking to go forward. And, and what has been hit hard and what we're really looking at is, is servanthood for each other through this. And there are several ways that we are making plans to serve you. Um, and a lot of that uh, is going to revolve around gathering information so we can prepare in the same way that we prepare for a wedding. As we have weddings here and you, people send out, uh, they send out invitations and then the, uh, the RSVPs come back in. It's because they want to be prepared to serve you. And so we're asking in that same way um, as we have our Sunday sign up uh, for the two services, uh, we're really asking you to help us out. Because we have to prepare uh, for caring uh, for, for kids, and we want to make sure we do it in the absolute best possible way we can. And for us to do that in the best possible way we can, we need to know uh, how many to plan for. So, so we're not looking for some long record um, or you know, some thumb on, on everybody. What we're looking for is help. Because if we know who's coming, we can plan for who's coming, we can prepare, and we're going to make it the best uh, experience we can for everybody uh, during these tough times. So please, uh, we have the link uh, for the sign-up. Uh, we have that on this, uh, this post. We have it posted on the, the Facebook page, and we're going to be sending it out, um, getting those ready. Um, I can tell you right now, for what we kind of have as our... As our number, the, uh, the first service is over three-quarter of the way filled up already with sign-ins, and the second service is halfway there. And so we, we're getting a lot of people, and we're excited about that, which that just it gets Doug Schwartz pumped up to know that we're going to have people here and excited about what's going to be taking place. But with all of that excitement, please understand this. We want to serve you by being able to prepare for what you have coming. And Anne Renee has been doing a fantastic job. She has been doing an incredible job of getting teachers because we are going to uh, have some teachers who aren't going to be able to make it because of health reasons and other reasons like that. And so we may have to find uh, some, other, some new teachers and if we need to know what we need to uh, be prepared for. So that's why we're asking you, please sign up. Please, please, as a, as a leadership team, we're asking you, please come with a servant's heart. Please come understanding that there are people who are more comfortable and there are people who are more concerned about everything that is going on. And we're not asking you to, to worry about that aspect. We're asking you to stop and think, what can I do to serve the people around me that are going to be here? And if we serve each other, if we do everything we can to serve each other, I can guarantee you this, everybody's going to leave here feeling blessed being filled and being overtaken and overwhelmed by the power of the Spirit that is in this place as it's been building and growing. And we're, we are, we're ready to celebrate. We're ready to, uh, we're ready to just take what God is doing. We want to prepare ourselves as new wineskins for God to pour out His new wine on us. So to, to wrap that up and to get ready for, uh, for the time of worship um, with just a powerful set list this morning, we want to take a look at as we've been going through this and people have been sending us uh, their, uh, their, their photos and their hashtags. Continue to do this for us, please. Continue to send in with uh, hashtag FFM2020 and hashtag uh, the church has left the building. Continue to do that. We love to see it. And we put together, Marissa put a great little montage together here. So we're going to show this. 
And, uh, and then as we come out of that, we're going to go, I'm going to go ahead and lead us in a time of prayer and right into worship. So let's go ahead and let's roll the video for the hashtag FFM2020. I love it. I love it. All right. I want to ask you, I want a round of applause for everybody sending those in. Let's go ahead and stand in this place. And I want to promise you this, because I know my kids are going to be the same way. Your kids are never going to forget these Sundays they spent at home with you being uh, the leader in your house, uh, man or wife. Uh, they're going to remember this when they get older. Uh, years down the road, they're going to be talking about the times that they got to spend Sunday morning together as a family. And so while we look at the negative, I promise they're going to be looking at the positive. Let's take time to focus on the positive. Let's get ready right now. I want you to extend your hands. I want you to get excited. I want you to stretch yourself out if you need to. Right wherever you are, stand up and prepare. Father God, we come excited before your throne. We come before the throne of God with hands lifted high, with hearts raised, with hearts excited. Uh, just full of the energy knowing, God, that you are ready in this place to serve and to minister and to pour out. Whether you are here in this place with us in this building or whether you are at home, whether you are in Africa or in Europe or Asia or any corner of this earth, the same God that is here is there with you and we are excited that we serve a living God and we are excited for what you're going to do this morning. So Father God, we praise you. We love you, and we lift your name in praise, in Jesus' name. Is anybody free in this place? Here we go. You came to set the captives free You came to bring us liberty My sin and my rejection met Your blood and my acceptance Now I'm alive to bring you praise When the Spirit of the Lord Lord, there is freedom. 
Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph My God will never fail No, He won't, hallelujah My God will never fail I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle
freedom in your presence. There's healing in your presence. Victory belongs to you, Jesus. I can fight with my hands held high through every season, every trial. We win in your presence. Oh, we win in your presence, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, we fight with our hands held high in worship. We battle with our praise, Jesus. Oh, we find freedom in your love. Oh, yes, Jesus. Sing with us, church. Do we have any warriors listening? This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. With my hands lifted high in words. This is how I fight my battles. Come on. This is how I find my battles. Every voice, every household, let's sing it out. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I come on. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my
Jesus. You surround us with your love. You surround us with your presence. Not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Come, Holy Spirit, drive bones awaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord, come on, we sing with faith. Not for a minute. Not for a minute. Was I forsaken? The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Come on, Holy Spirit. Tribals awaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Oh, not for a minute. Not for a minute. Was I forsaken?
feet of this morning. Just like on Easter morning. And the bones began to rattle, rattle. God said, in our homes, in our living rooms, God, wherever we're at right now, God, we stand in your presence. God, we stand in the shadow of the Almighty, but we don't stand in darkness, God. We stand in your light, God, for in your light is life, God, and thank you, Lord, that you raise us to life. You have exalted us to high places, to sit in heavenly places with you, to live again, God, to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus came to give us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the sound, God, of your life. God, in the middle of a pandemic, you're still alive. You're still well, God. You're not hiding. Lord, you're out front, God. Lord, you're doing what only you can do, God. And Lord, I thank you that you're getting ready to push your people out front, God. You're getting ready to push your people. Your people have been in your presence, God. And Lord, there's nothing like your people when they come out of your presence, God. Lord, it's Acts chapter 2 all over again, God. We're on fire. Lord, we're full of boldness and liberty, God. Lord, to proclaim your gospel to a lost and dying world, to a world that's been hiding in darkness. But God, the church of Jesus Christ is alive and well. And we've come, God, full of your power. We've come full of your presence. We've come full of your spirit in Jesus' name. And God, we come in the sound of life, Lord, so that the whole world will hear the
the sound of dry bones rattling, God, so that the whole world will receive who you are, Jesus. Lord, blow over this valley of death in Jesus' name and raise these bones to life, Jesus. Hallelujah. Raise these bones. Raise these bones. This is the sound of faith. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is a praise, make a dead man walk again. We sing open the grave. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. Sing, my God is able. My God is able to save and deliver and heal and restore anything that he wants to. Just as the man who was thrown on the bones of Elijah, if there's anything that he can do, just as the stone that was rolled at the tomb in the garden, what happens when God says to move? I feel him moving it now. I feel him doing it now. I feel him doing it now. Do it now. Come on, church, one last time. This is the sound. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is a praise, make a dead man walk again. Open, open the grave. I'm coming now. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Open. in this place, God. Right where we stand, Lord, thank you for your overwhelming power and presence, God. Right now, God, even now you're touching, you're ministering, God, and you're drawing people near to you. We celebrate that in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. It's good to have you with us this morning. And uh, while we get ready and you get seated, I have uh, a very powerful announcement this morning uh, that we wanted to make to you that we reserved uh, just for this, so that you'd be focused, and so that uh, you'd be here, and um, so that everything that um, would be settled and right. What I want you to understand right now um, is um, St. Joe County in Michigan has received all of their uh, federal testing from the federal government, the COVID-19 testing kits. And so, um, Covered Bridge Healthcare, right here in Centerville, Michigan... Uh, which is the, the county seat of St. Joe County. Uh, we've always believed that God was doing something special with our little town. About uh, 1,400 people live in our little town and uh, our little village. And uh, we always believed that God was doing something special. We believed that from the beginning when uh, so many people told us not to build a church in Centerville, but we had a word from the Lord. Amen. And uh, God was moving in such a powerful way. What has happened is uh, Firm Foundation Ministries... And Coverbridge Healthcare have partnered together 
And uh, we are going to give you a number. They're going to put this number up on the screen right now. And this is the testing uh, uh, that's going to be taking place starting tomorrow, May 18th. Uh, you can call this number that's on the screen if you need a test, right? If you would like to get tests, those with testing or those without, test, uh, without symptoms, those with symptoms or those without symptoms, uh, if you're waiting to be tested, you can call this number uh, Monday through Friday from 8 to 5 p.m. and set up an appointment. Now, if you're an employer and you're watching this and you need to let them know how many employees you have that are needing tested, and they'll discuss that further with you. But what we need you to do is when you call this number, you're going to have to have your photo ID. You're going to have to have your insurance available. There'll, there'll be uh, no co-pays or out-of-pocket expenses for lab testing. So don't worry about all that. They're going to give you all the details, right? The test results from this test will be uh, 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 approximately five days after you take the test. So the reason you need an appointment is because your appointment is going to take about 20 minutes. What they're going to do is these are drive-up appointments. You're not even going to have to get out of your car. Uh, so what we realize is that Cover Bridge Healthcare has a very small parking lot. And so we're partnering with them to use our parking lot here at Firm Foundation Ministries because they're straight across the street from us. So what we want you to do is we're going to stage everyone in our parking lot. When it's time for your appointment, you're going to go across the street, sit in your car. They're going to do everything right in your car. And all the information you need to plan on about uh, once your testing starts or once your appointment starts, about 20 minutes it's going to take to do those things. But what's most important is that you realize you have to have uh, an appointment. So uh, if I can get my media team one more time to, th to put this phone number up here, right? And you're going to need to call this with or without symptoms. If you want to test, you can get tested. Amen. And uh, this is very, very important for you to do. Realize that Firm Foundation Ministries in Centerville is partnering with Coverbridge Healthcare to make this happen in a way that we can stage you here. And they're doing everything across the street. This is the number you have to call. Don't, don't call Firm Foundation Ministries because the offices are closed. We need you to call this number. And uh, Rick Schaefer and his whole team are ready to get you going and get you started. This is, a, this is a great thing, and we're pretty excited to be able to partner with it right here in Centerville. Uh, so we hope that you'll take advantage of that if you would like to be tested for COVID-19. Amen? Hallelujah. Very good. Very good. So I hope you took a picture of that. If not, you can go back on our live stream and find this spot. Uh, it's the reason that we did this. Amen? So I want you to turn with me to in your Bibles to Exodus. In your Bibles to Exodus. Chapter 14, and we're going to continue in our, our um, sermon series that we've titled Revival Reign because we believe that revival's on the way, and we believe that God has said that we should minister and preach and prepare to it. Now watch this in, in Exodus chapter 14. Starting in verse 13. Is not this the word? Uh, uh, verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you this day. For the Egyptians whom you have seen to this day, you shall see them again no more forever. And the Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, 
Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift up thy rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his host, upon his chariots, upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. When I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud of darkness to them, and it gave light by night to these. So that one came not near the other all night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left hand. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them in the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, all his chariots, and all his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled. Everybody say troubled. He troubled the host of the Egyptians. See, so many of y'all have been concentrating on your trouble, amen, and you don't realize that God himself is getting ready to trouble the enemy. It's right there in your Bible. Come on, we're going to preach today. He troubled. I love it. It ought to be underlined in there. He troubled Egypt, the host. That means all of them. Come on, church. And took off their chariot wheels that drave them heavy, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth against uh, for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea and the waters. Come again upon the Egyptians and upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it. And the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, and the waters returned, covered the chariots that don't have any wheels. Hello, somebody. I said the waters covered the chariots that don't have any wheels. I don't know if you've ever read that in your Bible before, amen. But they might be looking in the middle of the, of the sea for chariots with wheels. They're never going to find. The, the wheels were off the chariots. Hello, somebody. Covered the chariots and the horsemen. The host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them, and there remained not so much as one of them, but the children of Israel. But the children of Israel, come on somebody. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on the right and the hand. And thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw that the Egyptians, come on, were dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw the great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Come on, pray with me. Father, thank you for the reading of the word. Bless it to the hearing of our ear and the receiving of our heart in Jesus' name. And everyone said, hallelujah, it's good. Right, God has been speaking to us. He's been sharing with us his, his spirit. Our prophetic teams have begun. They, they continue to share the words that they think they see, what God has been showing them over and over and over again. And, and as a team and as a church, we want to be sensitive to what God is doing. Hello. How, how many of you know the Bible says that many are the plans of man? Amen. 
<laughs> but God's got a plan. And, and we've always said here, the best thing to do is discover what God is doing, join Him in doing it. And so God is moving towards revival. God is moving towards, amen, shaking up some things to stir up, amen, the church, the body of Christ. Now I want you to grab this. I want you to listen to what I believe God is sharing with us. The devil is using a global event to make us feel like we're trapped. And I know that many of you feel that way. Many of you feel like you've been trapped and that someone's trying to tell you to do something you don't want to do. And, and that some, somebody's trying to keep you locked up and hidden. We all feel like we've hit a wall at some point. We all feel like at this point, like if, if, we, if we stay home, if we, if we obey or if we do this, that we're giving the enemy the upper hand. But I need you to understand, I believe that God is doing something. I believe God is speaking to us, amen. That I believe that God is in the midst of it. And I believe it's time for God's people to stop complaining, amen, and start praising. I believe it's time for God's people to start looking to the Lord. He is the answer to what's going on. you got to understand something. God is sovereign. He's on the throne. God ain't sitting back uninvolved in all of this. I believe it's a setup. I believe it's a setup. God said to tell you revival's coming. He said to tell you that revival's coming. That he's going to deal a death blow to the enemy. But it's not going to come like you think it's going to come. We think it'll be all better if the government tells us we can leave our house. Or we can go back to work. Or we don't have to stay locked down. We think it will, we'll win if we file this lawsuit or do that lawsuit. Or if we demonstrate here or demonstrate that. Or if we just by civil disobedience we're going to win. Listen, this is a season that the church is going to do something, amen, that is like putting something over its head and under its feet, amen, that's never been done before. Listen to the text. The Bible says the salvation he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you've seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The devil is opposed to the church having victory. Maybe that's a shock to you today. Maybe that surprises you today. He doesn't want anybody to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. Maybe, maybe that's a new revelation to you this morning. Amen. Maybe you don't understand that Jesus came to give us life and life more abundant. But there's an enemy out there who doesn't want us to experience that. There's an enemy out there that wants the body of Christ to stay enslaved. A slave, enslaved to our attitudes, enslaved to our sin, enslaved to our secret sins, enslaved to our addictions, enslaved to the world, enslaved to our lust, enslaved to our flesh, enslaved. I, see, the Bible, the Bible teaches us Jesus come to set us free. And it is for freedom that he set us free. He, the, Jesus came to open the captive amen, doors, to, to spring open the jail cells in your life. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundant. But there's a devil who says, no, 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 I don't want that. He opposes that at every turn. Watch this now. The children of Israel, they're thrust out of Egypt. Over 400 years they've been in Egypt. They're thrust out of Egypt and all of a sudden Pharaoh says, you know what? I made a mistake. Um, that wasn't a good plan. Hello, somebody. And he decides, well, you know, we're going to go get the way he's in hot pursuit. 
Right? And, and I love it. In verse 3 there it says, Pharaoh will say to the children of Israel, they're entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. Pharaoh's saying, I got them right where I want them. They're trapped. There's nowhere for them to go. I know nobody's felt like that the last couple of months. I know there's nobody feels like, man, the enemy's got me backed in the corner. Amen. That what God was doing, all the prosperity I was feeling, all the, all, all the uh, freedom I was feeling, all the good things that were happening in my life, all of a sudden, bang, came to an end. I felt like I'd been let go by the enemy, and all of a sudden, he's got me trapped. Amen. Entangled. Maybe you've been delivered from a sin, a particular issue or something, and God has set you free, and you have been walking in freedom, and all of a sudden, you felt like you've been entangled in that thing. Come on, somebody. And the enemy is saying, I got them right where I want them. I got them right where I want them. Amen. There's nowhere for them to go. Most of the time, we hear that kind of statement, and that's what we think, right? Like, uh, uh, we're surrounded. Amen. We're hedged in. There's no escape. Is because in those moments we believe that an enemy has an upper hand. In those moments, the enemy believes he he has the upper hand. Everything's in his favor. When when we hear someone speak these things, we, we get a sense that someone is saying, somebody else has superiority over me. There's an enemy who feels like he's got confidence over me. Like he feels like he's got assurance over me. My fate is in someone else's hand. Come on, you ever felt that way? Uh, maybe I'm the only one here this morning that's ever felt like I was out of my fate was in someone else's hand. And the hands that my fate was in is not hands that want to bless me. The hands that want to destroy me. The hands that want to tear me down. The hands that don't, don't have good for me. Amen. They're hands that have the power to kill and destroy. Not to save and keep alive. See, that's exactly what Pharaoh was thinking. I got them right where I want them. We've all been in that place where we feel like all hell's broken loose. Come on, we were being obedient. We were doing what God said to do. It's like the disciples who got in a boat because Jesus told them to. And in the middle of the lake, all of a sudden, a storm. Y'all not? Come on, have you ever been doing exactly what God told you to do? And then a storm rose up and you're like, what happened? All hell's broken loose. No, nobody in here. Nobody listening. Come on, I was being obedient, and I have no idea, amen, what happened. I was doing what God told me to do, but now it looks like instead of being surrounded by the presence of God, I'm surrounded by an enemy on every side, and he's laughing at me, and, and he believes he's got me right where he wants me. We've all been there. I'm talking to somebody today. I, I'm talking to somebody. Man, I'm just talking to me, and that's all right. But I'm talking to you today, I believe you're my assignment. Hello, somebody. I believe you're my assignment today because God told me to tell you this. Things ain't always what they seem. Things ain't always how they appear. Amen. Things aren't, that's why we as people of God have to walk by faith and not by sight because what we see often isn't what really is going on. I'm just telling you right now in the middle of COVID-19, what we see might not be really what's going on. I'm not a conspiracy theorist guy, but what I'm trying to tell you is, listen, when you feel like you down to nothing, God is up to something. Oh, y'all not hearing me this morning. He told me to tell you there's more than meets the eye here. And I'm not talking about government conspiracies or political hacks. I, I, I could care less all about that. I'm a child of God. I got to be about my father's business. Yeah. 
I got to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I got to get out and and advance the church, right? Because Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom is coming. He told me to tell you there's more than meets the eye. He told me to tell you that it's a setup. It's a setup. The worst circumstance we have ever faced is getting ready to thrust us as the people of God into a brand new glory, into a brand new anointing, into a brand new level of faith, into a brand new power beyond anything we've ever experienced before. Y'all better get ready because there ain't going to be room at the altars. Amen. People are just going to have to get saved where they're standing, where they're worshiping. They're just going to lift their hands and go, I can't go to an altar. I'm going to have to make one right here because God's moving on me. God is saying, listen, there's a new glory coming, a new anointing coming, a new level of faith coming, a new power coming, and what the enemy has meant for evil, God's going to turn for good. Revival's coming, and your church better get ready. We can't be sitting back on our laurels, waiting. Amen. We got to get ready. This week, uh, our, our dear brother uh, from, from Elam, uh, who's been here, Alex Seidler and his wife Jody, they're an incredible young uh, couple. And, and, and for where they're at and all the anointing, right, they're over the global mission of Elam. And I want you to grab a hold of what he said. I put it in my, I asked him for permission. I said, brother, can I use that in my sermon? Listen to what he said. He said, revival, exclamation point. I love it. If you got the notes, you can see it. I put it in red because I didn't want you to miss it. Listen to what he said. He said, revival, it's the only outcome of the chaos of what 2020 has given us so far. He said, I've never seen a more unified push for prayer and connection and unity across the global church. Now, let's get this clear. God is not getting any joy from the destruction that COVID-19 is causing. He's not the God of malice, but he is the God who gets the final word. Y'all not listening. He's the God who gets the final word. How excited do you think the enemy was when almost all the churches in the world across planet earth closed their doors a couple of months ago? But what he couldn't count on was the church rallying. Come on, somebody. <laughs> he could, what he couldn't count on was the church coming together. What he couldn't count on is the people of God saying, listen, we might not understand what's happening on earth, but we do understand that we have a heavenly Father who's brought us this far not to leave us now. Amen. Listen, he's a God who gets the final word. He's, he, listen, we're leaning on each other. We're crossing denominational boundaries to partner in prayer. And this is the seeding stage of revival, a global unified praying church that's a truth church that's a revelation that's incredible I need you to understand something right now we could be mad we can fuss we can get involved in all kind of worldly conspiracy ideas about what it, we can try to bend this thing to our will and stand up and said hey we stood up and, and had a victory or we can realize that God sent an elevator our way and it came in the form of a virus I said oh we can see that God has sent an elevator our way And it came in the form of a virus. You're not getting me this morning. Listen, everybody, everybody, everyone saw Goliath as something to be feared but David. But David said, that's my elevator. Hello, somebody. David said, that's my elevator. He even looked around at everybody and goes, I don't understand what your problem is. Amen. Who is this guy that troubles the army of God? Who is this heathen? Who is this? 
greatest thing that stands between God and what me and what I'm doing. He said, I'm going to go out here and show you what you fear God's wanting to use as an elevator. I know it sounds crazy, but COVID-19 is pushing the church into our destiny. COVID-19 is pushing the church into our destiny. The very thing the enemy sent to take us down, God is going to use to lift us up. Y'all not helping me. I came to tell you today, don't give up on the edge of your miracle. Don't give up on the edge of your miracle. Don't give up standing in front of Goliath. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and watch that thing fall. Amen. Watch the enemy that that the devil has put in your way fall in the face of God standing with you. I'm going to tell you, God didn't bring us this far to leave us destroyed by some unseen virus. Some of y'all been watching too much television. Y'all been putting too much in the fact that Hollywood might know what the end looks like. Some of y'all need to get out of Hollywood's picture of the end. And you need to get into God's word of the picture of the end. I don't know if you know, but God says we win. God, I read the last chapter. Don't act like you ain't never picked up a book and read the last chapter. Amen. Hey, I read it first. I got to see. Did I, do I win? Am I going to come out? All right, listen. Read to let you win. God did not call us out on the water to let us drown. I said, God didn't bring us out of bondage of slavery, amen, to let the enemy devour us. I'm here to tell you today, help us on the way. I came to tell you it's closer than we think. I came to tell you today, God said for me to share this with you. He's heard our cry. He's seen our tears and help us on the way. There's a miracle in the making. Revival is coming, church. It's coming. The text is clear. Israel found themselves in a predicament, a bad situation, a trap. I know we're people of faith, but let's just be honest. We've all been there, found ourselves in a bad situation. We couldn't get ourselves out of, and you you wake up, how did I get here? I don't even know how I got here, so I definitely don't know how to get out of here. Come on, somebody. And sometimes... Sometimes we're in those places because of foolishness on our own part. Sometimes we're in those places because of wrong choices. Sometimes we're in those places because of wrong actions. Sometimes we're in those places because of wrong associates. Some of y'all need to watch who you're hanging out with. Not everybody you hang out with is from the Lord. I need to move on. Some of you have found yourself in a particular situation because you, you, you had good advice, but you followed bad advice. Some of you are there because you knew what was right, but your flesh wanted to do what was... Sometimes we get there because of foolishness on our own part. But other times, come on church, but other times, amen, we get to those places because there's a devil, because there's an enemy who's alive and well, because there's an adversary who hates us and who is intent on destroying our lives. Sometimes we're there physically because there's an enemy after us. Sometimes we're there emotionally because there's an enemy after us. Sometimes we get there financially because there's an enemy after us. Sometimes we get there spiritually because there's an enemy after us. Sometimes your marriage is struggling because you've been a target of the enemy. Sometimes your ministry is struggling because the enemy is seeking to destroy whatever reason it is. It doesn't matter because we are in that place and we feel like there's no way of escape. 
I'm talking to somebody today. And the temptation is this. When we find ourselves in a predicament just like the children of Israel. You know what we do? We start to whine. <laughs> I can prove it to you. The fuss book's all about whining. Facebook's all got all this whining. Hello, somebody. I just want to comment on it all. Hey, you need some cheese? Y'all whining so much. A little bit of cheese might help that. Betty got it. Betty just got it. Hello, somebody. The temptation is to murmur, to grumble, to complain. You know what the temptation is? The temptation is to look backwards. Hey, it might have been bad where we come from. But it wasn't this bad. Maybe we should. Hello, somebody. You know what the temptation is? It's to begin to blame God for not making everything easy. The temptation is always in these moments to call into question the love of God. Yeah, are you listening to me? If God loved us, why would he allow us to suffer? Why would he allow us to struggle? Why would he allow us? If God was really God, why would he allow the church across the globe to close for a few months? If God really loved us. Why would he allow our buildings to go dark? I want to remind you of something, church. It's a setup. Come on, tell your neighbor it's a setup. Come on, look right at your neighbor right now. I know in your living room, right? It's a setup. It's a setup. I'm trying to help somebody today. You've been crying out to God for deliverance. You've been crying out to God for help. And it looks like yeah, to you and feels like to you everything's taking one giant step forward from bad to worse to impossible. Listen to me. Listen to me. But I came to tell you when you're down to nothing, God's up to something. I said when you're down to nothing, God's up to something. Come on, church. You got you to help me this morning. There was a trap. Absolutely, there was a trap. But what we miss is this one little bitty thing. The trap wasn't for the children of Israel. It was for the Egyptians. I I said there was a trap, but the trap wasn't for the people of God. It was for the enemy of God. I said the trap wasn't for the people of God. It was for the enemy of the people of God. The trap's not for you. The trap's for your enemy. God, uh, let our enemy think we were trapped. God, let our enemy see us cry. God, let our enemy see us struggle and see our pain so we would get into the trap. What I'm telling you today is God is getting ready to carry off our enemy. I'm going to show you in a minute. God's been using this situation like, a, like, a, like this dilemma, like, the, like a storm to draw our enemy out of hiding. Yeah. There's been so many things exposed. Come on, church. And he's drawing the enemy out from hiding, turning on the light and uncovering his plans and his schemes that he's been planning and scheming in darkness and God is going to pull him out of his hiding place and God's going to take care of him once and for all with revival. 
come on church, with revival. How did God destroy the work of the enemy? By pouring himself out on his people. Come on, church. See, the enemy threw a monkey wrench, he thought, into God's plan at the fall of man. And what we see from the fall of man all the way to Acts chapter 2, amen, is that monkey wrench playing out. Amen. We see God sent a flood and destroyed an enemy. But, but right after the flood, you see him back. We see God battling and battling and battling. But we always see this enemy popping up and popping up and popping back up. And then Acts chapter 2 shows up. Hello, somebody. I, I wish I had time to preach this to you today. I wish I, wish I had time to share it with you. It's an impressive uh, show here in, in Exodus. This Fierce military might, the strength when Egypt came, stampeding down on the children of Israel. All these chariots, 600 chosen chariots, captains on every one of them. All the chariots and horsemen of Egypt with Pharaoh leading the charge. And they followed Israel into the midst of the sea. Watch out, it's a trap, it's a trap. They had the taste of victory on their lips. And they charged into the Red Sea, gaining on their prey. you got to watch this. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt outnumbered? You ever felt outgunned? You ever felt like the underdog? You ever felt like oh, you were overwhelmed? Israel couldn't outrun Pharaoh. Listen to me. There's a bunch of old men and old women. Come on, church. And babies and children. Walking on foot, on dry ground, with a wall of water on the left and the right. They didn't have no horses. They didn't have any chariots. There was no way they could outrun it. They're no match for Egypt. 400 years as slaves, they didn't even know how to fight. They had no chariots, they had no weaponry, they had no artillery, they had any swords. But they had something that Pharaoh had forgotten about. Y'all not? <laughs> they had God. Come on, church. They had God. And God had positioned himself on their rear. Amen. And he had spread darkness towards Pharaoh and light towards his people. Amen. God was keeping an eye on Pharaoh at the same time, watching his people walk across the red. Y'all got to get a hold of this, church. God was watching the enemy with one eye and watching the people with his other eye. Church, they had something Pharaoh didn't have. They had God. And it came in the, in the form of a big pillar that stood between them and their enemy. I tell you, church, I've got a God. I might not have artillery, but I've got a God. I may not have a, a odds in my favor, but I've got God. I may not have all the plans and all the strategies, but i got God. No, I'm not helping me. I may have all the courts on my side. They may be against me, but i got God on my side. I may not have a big bank account, but i got God who's positioning himself between me and my enemy and saying, it's a setup. It's a trap. Don't worry about it I got you come on church Romans chapter 8 verse 31 what shall we say to these things if God be for us who are what could be against us the weapons of my warfare are carnal come on church the truth is it looks like it's all over and the enemy's so close he's so close we can hear the rattling 
of the chariots. He's so close we can hear the clanging of their artillery. He's so close we can hear the voice of their charge. He's so close we can hear him talking behind our back. You can hear people saying you'll never make it. You're never going to survive. You can hear them making plans to overtake you. But the Bible says in verse 24, And it came to pass that when the morning came, the watch the Lord looked unto the host of Egypt through the pillar of fire and the cloud, and he troubled the host of Egypt. I got something for you. God's watching. I said, God's watching. I came to tell somebody today, God's watching, church. If you don't think God's watching in COVID-19, you've missed it. God's watching. God's watching, church. He's been looking. He's been watching the enemy. He's been calculating his actions and his moves. And he's been observing his ways. God's been watching the way the enemy's been treating you. God's been watching the way the enemy's been harassing you. God's been watching the way the enemy's been pursuing you. God's been watching. He's been watching. You better pay attention to this this morning. And he's taking it personal. I love it. My Bible says God troubled Egypt. Come on, church. I, I, I've, been, I, I've, been through a, I've been through some trouble. Y'all been through some trouble in your life. Come on, you ever been troubled? Amen. Amen. Yeah, may, maybe, maybe you made a mistake and you experienced some trouble. Or maybe somebody else just caused some trouble in your life. Maybe you've had trouble at work. Maybe you have trouble in your marriage. Maybe you have trouble with your kids. Come on, anybody ever expect any, experienced any trouble? Maybe you've just been living your life and all of a sudden out of nowhere, you've been troubled by some health scare. Come on, somebody. But I want you to understand, ain't nobody ever experienced trouble like the Egyptians did. The enemy can't trouble nobody like God can trouble somebody. Come on, somebody. He says he troubled Egypt. That word, I love it, it means to distract, to confuse, to disturb. You know what it actually means? It means to vex. I like it. In other words, all of a sudden there was dissension in their ranks. They got confused and distracted, and they were irritated and became angry at each other. In verse 25, and the Bible says in God. Come on, church. Anytime the Bible says in God, you better watch out. He's getting involved. Listen, that's what we want. We want God involved. Too much of the Western world church has been doing church without the involvement of God. We have pushed aside the things of the Spirit of God. We have pushed aside the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have pushed aside the moving of God's presence for our own plans, our own programs, for what looks good to us, amen, and what feels good to us, and what seems right to us. We've pushed all the things aside of God. And I tell you what, sometimes God has to shut things down so he can get back involved. All of a sudden, verse 25 The Bible says, and God took the chariot wheels off. Hello, somebody. Have you ever seen it before? God took the chariot wheels off. Listen, chariots can't roll without wheels. (laughs) It didn't say he killed the horses. I love how detailed the Bible is about this. Because God could have stopped those chariots any way he wanted to. But I just believe in the middle of a time like this, God just shows out and shows up a little bit and says, watch this. My wife and I were traveling down the road the other day and, and this car turned the corner and its front tire just went all crooked and sideways on it. I said, they're going to lose their tire. 
It just went bonk right off the side like that. All the bolts that held it together were just like let go. And that car went all sideways. And they pulled off on the side of the road there. And I, and I, and I thought about my sermon. I was like, yep, that's exactly what God did to those chariots. <laughs> the wheels fell off. When God troubles his enemy, he wants to make sure that the enemy knows it's him that did it. Oh, 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 if the horses had died, okay, they drank bad water the night before. Oh, if, 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 if the, the chariots had, oh, they got stuck in the mud. No, no, you didn't read your Bible. The Bible says the ground was dry. There wasn't no mud for chariots to get stuck. See, I know you've been watching Discovery Channel, right? And I, I grabbed a golf club one day and went at the TV. Because they were talking about it. And they were like, yeah, the chariots must have got stuck in the mud. And I was like, no, all you got to do is read the scripture. It said the ground was dry. Y'all know what dry ground's like, right? Not only is dry ground dusty and hard, sometimes dry ground is full of cracks. Are you with me, church? I just see God drying it up so much, amen, that you can't have, oh, they got stuck in the mud. No, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. God said, watch me. Watch me show out and show up. I'll just take the tires off. Come on, church. You don't read your Bible like I do. You got to grab a hold of this. By removing the tires from the chariot, what happened was Egypt lost the momentum. Everything that was working for them is now working against them. Nothing is turning out as they planned. I, I'm here to tell somebody this morning that God's working on it right now. God's pulling off the wheels. Are you with me, church? And what the enemy meant for evil, God's going to use for good. What the enemy thought COVID-19 would shut down a global church, he didn't understand that God was going to send revival and not only stop the momentum of the enemy, but wreck its wheels so it can't travel any further and it can't get away when it tries to run. God said revival's coming. You got to understand, when revival comes it comes not only on God's people but it comes on it comes on the lost too it comes on the devil too when God pours out his spirit it's like a tsunami that washes over everything and nothing is untouched nothing is untouched by the presence of God I'm trying to tell you God's pulling off the wheels not only to stop the momentum of the enemy but so the enemy can't escape I remember, y'all remember this latest crazy movie that Hollywood put out about, about Moses and the Exodus where in the middle of it when the sea started crashing back in, Egypt decided to turn its chariots around and try and run away. I was like, they missed it. The Bible says the wheels fell off. They couldn't turn around. Right. Suddenly... God frustrated the enemy so much that the enemy confessed. It's right there in you. I don't have a trick Bible. The Egyptians said, this ain't us. This is not our bad planning. This is not our mismanagement. This is God. Their God is fighting for them. God is fighting for Israel. And they said, let us flee from the face of Israel. 
Listen, we talk a lot about being good soldiers. Are you with me, church? About fighting the good fight of faith. And, and there's sometimes when God Almighty steps in and says, let me handle this. I'm going to take care of this one. I came to tell you today, you've been fighting a good fight of faith. You've been doing everything you know how to do. But it doesn't seem like anything has changed. And God is here to tell you this morning, he's going to step in and take over. He's going to fight your battle for you. He's going to do what only he can do to give you a victory. I see a victory coming, not because of my power, not because of my strength. It's not by power, nor by might, says the Lord, but it's by my spirit. God is coming. The Lord, in, in Deuteronomy 28, the Lord shall cause thine enemies to rise up against thee, to be smitten before thy face, and shall come out against thee one way, and flee seven ways. See, some of y'all are happy right now just to see your enemy run away. But if an enemy simply runs away, he's going to come back. David stood before Goliath, his elevator. And David had no intention of watching Goliath flee that day. David said, no, 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 no. You're not going to run away and fight another day. We're going to settle this today. Come on, church. Because if you run away, you're just going to come back. And I frankly am tired of you harassing God's people. I'm tired of you harassing what God is doing. Who is this dog that stands and defies the army of God? No, we don't settle this right now. See, God is doing it. He's doing it. He's pouring out revival to settle it once and for all, church. What I'm telling you is God not just wanted to give you a rollade. God isn't interested in just giving you a spiritual Tums. God isn't interested in giving you a spiritual Tylenol for temporary relief. No, God wants to give you permanent victory. God wants to deliver you today. God wants to set you free from drugs. He wants to set you free from addiction. He wants to set you free from lust. He wants to set you free from pornography. He wants to set you free from marriage problems. I'm preaching today. I don't care. I'm going to preach today. He wants to set you free. Amen. And deliver you. God's not interested in just giving you a little relief. God wants to set you free. Revival is coming not to give us some pretty little church services or to write some new songs or preach some powerful sermons. God is sending revival because he wants to set us free. And too much, too much of revival in past has been a Tums. It's been a Tylenol. It's been a spiritual Rolaid or a spiritual Band-Aid. And God said, I'm not interested in putting a Band-Aid on anything anymore. If it's sick, I'm going to heal it. If it's captive, I'm going to set it free. Amen. If it's addicted, I'm going to loose it. Amen. If it's been bound up, I'm going to set it free. Jesus said, I have the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And you better bet when he brings those keys, he's intended to unlock the doors in your life. Revival is coming to the church, not for a a little bit of time. This is not about reviving this or reviving this. This is about reviving the body of Christ. I love it. Verse 13, for the enemies, the Egyptians, God says, whom you've seen today, you're going to see no more. And I can't wait for the testimonies that says, hey, I once was lost, but now I'm saved. Hey, I once used to act like that, but I don't act like that no more. I once was addicted to this, but I ain't addicted to that no more. I I once used to be bound by that, but I ain't bound by that no more. My marriage used to be full of hell, but now it's full of heaven. Hey, my children used to be full of the devil, but now they're full of the Holy Ghost. I believe God is moving. 
What we've been battling with, God doesn't want to return one day. He wants to take the wheels off of that thing so he can finish it once and for all. Too many of y'all been fighting these battles year after year after year. Or you've been going around that same mountain over and over again. You've been, <laughs> you've been through that same fire time and time again. You, 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 you've had some release, but you've never had victory. This revival that's coming is about victory, not relief. This revival that's coming, it's about God pouring himself out on planet earth. Where the world looks and says, their God is moving. Their God is fighting for them. It's not about full buildings. I pray God fills them up. I pray God fills them up. I just believe God's setting you up. Are y'all listening to me today? In the moment the Egyptians realize it's a trap. They can't ride their chariots out. They begin to run for their lives. And as they begin to run, remember God's watching. He sees them. Tucking their tail. And God says, hey Moses. We ain't done. Stretch out your hand. Come on somebody. And watch it flood. Watch what's been harassing you. Watch what's kept you captive. Watch, watch it be overthrown by the power of God. And the Bible says that the waters returned and it covered those wheelless chariots and those horsemen and the host of Pharaoh and it came to the sea, right? And there remained not so much as one of them. I want to say this very clearly. And I want you to hear it. Right in that place where the enemy said, here is where I'm going to finish them. Right in that place where the enemy said, I've got them where I want them and they're going to die at my hand. It's in that same place that God deals a death blow to the enemy. Can you imagine? Back to Alex's word. How the enemy must have felt. Two months ago, when the church shut its doors, I've got them right where I want them. It's over. And God says, hey, right where you thought you had them, right where you thought it was over, I'm going to pour out my spirit in the form of revival, and I'm going to deal a death blow to the enemy. Amen. Blinded eyes are going to see. Hey, deaf ears are going to hear. Hey, mute people are going to talk. The lame are going to walk. The dead are going to rise. Y'all not listening to me when God pours out a revival. Amen. Revival is for his presence to be known on planet earth. Amen. Not for us just to get a little hop and a little skip and to do the glory run. Amen. God wants to pour it out so the enemy gets dealt to death blow. Once and for all, a victory is coming. And we don't understand why we had to go through this. You're asking the wrong questions. You're fussing at the wrong people. You think the politicians are in charge. They ain't. <laughs> if you think the politicians are in charge, you're giving them way too much credit like somebody was giving Pharaoh too much credit. Yeah. 
I'm preaching to somebody now. now They ought to put it up and let somebody hear it. If the politicians think they in charge, I got news for them. Hey, there's a couple of walls of water you better watch out for. Hey, man, you've been riding on a chariot too long that you put too much confidence in. And my God's going to pull the wheels out. And the water's coming down. And all of a sudden, we're going to look up and say, God is who he said he was. Come on, church. We've been giving people way too much credit. We've been giving the enemy way too much credit. We've been running for too long. We've been, we've been trusting in the power of our own strength for too long. Listen, I want you to understand there's a time that God says you need to place yourself in the, in the heart of submission to me so I can prepare you for what I'm doing next. Moses went to Pharaoh and he said this. Now, I don't have time to give you this revelation today. Maybe I'll preach on it later. He said to Pharaoh, let us go three days and then worship. Some of y'all been barking about this two months, this three days. Come on, church. But there's coming a time. Come on, church, where the presence of God is going to fall so hard that it's going to be like smoke on the top of a mountain. That the thundering's going to shake and the lightning's going to fall. And we're all going to be on our face before the Lord because we know that God Almighty is alive and well. God is just not wanting to pull us out of the fire. He's not wanting to just deliver us from the lions. He's, 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 he's not wanting to just give us a temporary relief or, or make our enemies run away. God said today, he's in it for a permanent victory. This is your day to put it under your feet. This is your day to walk in total victory. This is your time to watch that the revival of God is coming to set you free. Amen. This is, this is what God is trying to do. It's a turnaround. It's a setup. It's not a trap for you. It's a trap for the enemy. In a moment in time, everything changed. Pharaoh in Egypt, with all its military might, with all its pomp and all its splendor, the nation that dominated and intimidated Israel 400 years The nation that held them in slavery and bondage and made their lives miserable now lay dead at the bottom of the Red Sea. There are greater prophets than me in this room today. But I can tell you that this, I believe it's prophetic from the Lord. God said it's a setup. And God said to tell you, He's going to fight this battle. And all He needs from you is praise. Praise while he works. I said all he needs from you is praise while he works. <laughs> while you're praising, God's looking. I said, while you're praising, God's troubling the enemy. While you're praising, God's taking the wheels off. While you're praising, he's turning the Red Sea loose. While you're praising, he's drowning your enemies. I told you it's a setup. I told you it's a setup. While you're praising God today, he's taking down your enemies. Debt's going down. Sickness going down. Habits going down. Addiction's going down. They're running down. Marriage problems going down. Fear going down. Oppression going down. Enemies of the ministry that you're in is going down. 
down. People who have crushed you and tried to destroy you, their wheels are coming off. Their wheels are coming off and they're going down. God said, take them down. All who have to do is praise him. All you got to do is praise him. And I just want you to understand, I believe it with everything that's in me. If revival's coming, we need some praisers in here. I said we need some praisers in here. If revival's coming, we got to have some praisers in here. Listen, when you come back to this place on May 31st, you got one agenda. One agenda only. And that's to praise the living God. Praise the God who caused your chari- your enemy's chariot's wheels to fall off. Praise the God who caused your enemies to drown. Praise the God. Amen. That's all we've got to do for revival to come. I need some people who believe this word to get on your feet right now and to begin to praise God like he told you. Praise God for its a setup. Yeah, it's a setup. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Somebody bring me a mic. I, I, want, I want Elizabeth to share this word. Who's got a mic? Bring. And I, I want you to share it quick. Amen. Come on up here, worship team. And I want you to listen to this. It, it, it's powerful. One of the things God pointed out to me is when we see the enemy prospering, it's because he's hired builders for our future. This is Deuteronomy 6, verses 10 to 12. When the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant, Then, when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You know, this is a season of refining for the people of God. And, you know, he says, you do not have because you do not ask. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend it on your pleasures. God is refining us because revival takes money. And prophetically, A lot of times there's a sign in the natural about what's coming in the future. And (laughs) this is from Forbes magazine, November 11th, 2019. The greatest wealth transfer in history. What's happening and what are the implications? You know, there's several articles. You can look up wealth transfer. Um... Investopedia, June 25th, 2019, Women in the Great Wealth Transfer. April 3rd from Financial Advisor IQ, sooner than later, pandemic likely to accelerate great wealth transfer. This is from 2016. Advisors brace for the great, for the $30 trillion great wealth transfer. Another article, The Great Wealth Transfer Has Started. <laughs> um, the reason this is news is because there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, kids, wor- financial advisors are worried that their kids are not going to keep the financial advisors their parents had. The younger generations are more w- willing to invest in causes than in the stock market. When King David, before he was the king, when he was a shepherd boy, went to see his brothers and heard Goliath shouting, he became indignant. Who is this? 
How dare he defy our God? But his brothers accused him of pride. And he says, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? And there is a cause. Revival is coming. And God has a cause. And God is equipping us to take down giants. Amen. I want you to grab this. I want you to grab this. I want you to stand up where you're at right now. Come on. The devil is using a global event to make us feel like we're trapped. Like we've hit a wall. Like the enemy has the upper hand. But I want the church to know it's time to praise. I said it's time to, it's a setup. This is our time. And God said to tell you it's a setup. The wheels of what has enslaved you are falling off. The wheels of what has enslaved you are falling off. And some of you right now, you need to realize that that addiction, those wheels are falling off. Come on. Right where you're at right now. Come on. Come on, the, the Lord is troubling your enemy. And the fear you feel in your heart needs to turn to praise. Some of you right now, those family issues, those situations, those financial situations, that health struggle that you've been going with right now in the name of Jesus, the wheels are falling off. The wheels are falling off. It's time for the church to praise God. It's time for you to lift your hands and say, God, I surrender. I surrender to you. God hasn't walked you through a Red Sea to let you be drowned by it or to be overtaken by an enemy. As a matter of fact, God wants you to stand still on the other side of that thing and watch God drown your enemies. This morning in this place, maybe, maybe you're watching today right now. And you're not a believer. You're not saved. But man, you can relate. You feel like you've been pursued. You feel like you've been trapped. You feel like you've been enslaved. And and you feel like you've been ensnared. You feel like all hell is broke loose against you and your family. God wants to come. And he wants to save you right now in the name of Jesus. And I want you to raise your hand right now where you're at. And I want you to pray with me. Father... I'm a sinner, and I've sinned against you and you alone. I repent right now of my sins, and I ask you to forgive me. Wash me in the blood of Jesus, which cleanses me from as far as the east is from the west, and cast my sin never to be remembered again. Let your Holy Spirit flow into my life as I receive your cleansing in Jesus' name. I am forgiven and set free. I am victorious because of what you did and not because of what I did. I'm standing still and seeing the salvation of the Lord and Satan. I serve you no more. You are drowned. Now, the wheels have come off of this thing in Jesus' name. Do what only you can do, God. For every one of you right now who said that prayer, we want to hear from you. We want to hear about who you are. And we want to hear about you receiving the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. And for those of you right now who are born again believers, but you feel like the enemy's been pursuing you, I'm telling you, God said to tell you it's a setup. 
and all you need to do is raise your hands and pray. Stand still and watch God trouble your enemies. God, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray for each and every one of them right now, Lord. That God, as we stand and we look and we see you for who you are, do what only you can do. Let that marriage be fixed. Let that sickness be gone. We bind cancer in Jesus' name. Let the wheels come off. God, we pray right now those addictions. God, that spirit of depression, that spirit of suicide right now be gone in Jesus' name. Let the wheels come off, God. God, you are preparing us for revival. You are preparing us, God. And it starts with a demonstration. And all we need to do is stand in praise. We receive you this morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to invite you um, as we close this service just to end with praise. Just like the verse says, it's time to praise the Lord. It's time to praise him. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to end this service with praise. So I ask that you and your family join us in this last song as we sing, we praise you.
This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise you. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise you. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. challenge to you over the next few weeks you need to be focused on your praise you can't be focused on what the world is doing don't don't be distracted focus on your praise every day I want you to focus on your praise our plan as an eldership church is to restart corporate worship on May 31st two services we need you to get booked into one of those services so we can serve you well. Not because of some legality of those type of things. We want to know how to serve you well. And we want to spread out the load so that our team can have time to do what's necessary. Here's what Pastor Don wants you to do. Here's what the eldership team of Firm Foundation Ministry, we want to live above. This is not about guidelines. We want to live above it. God has given us space and we're going to start again. Two services, 9 to 10.30, 11 to 12.30. I need you to get booked into one of those between now and then. Two weeks. I want you to focus on your praise. Our prophetic team's listening to the Lord. I, I've just been sent some scripture that, man, I feel like is going to blow up next week's sermon. You've got to get ready. Your job right now is to not be distracted. You need to praise. And watch what God will do. Father, today, thank you for this word. We receive your presence. God, as we prepare for corporate worship, we thank you for a hedge of angels. God, just like that cloud that you put between Israel and the enemy, we pray for your presence to do the same. God, we want to stand in your presence together in worship. And Lord, we want to honor you through our honor with each other. And so Lord, we're anticipating, we're looking forward to it. In Jesus' precious name. Until then, God bless you. Thanks for joining in today. And we'll see you next week. Amen. Turn around tell someone you love them. God bless you.